Well, hi. Hello. It's Mike and Molson. This is News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Countdown to Thanksgiving has begun. Family's on their way. I'm sure everybody at work right now is just going, I, I'm not even doing anything right now. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm checked out. Yeah. I know that's the way I kind of feel, but I still got more stuff to do. Like an hour of this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like people are worried about their turkey and is it going to be thawed out and all the other stuff that goes around with it. Uh, and, and we like to do lists here on this show. So we thought we'd like to hear from you at 629-7970, the News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY Lister contact line. Let's put together a list of like the top, let's see if we can get to 10. I don't know if we can get to 10, but the top 10 foods for Thanksgiving. Okay. Must-haves. Yeah, I'm not talking about turkey, because that'll be number one. Turkey. That's got to be number one, right? Well, yeah. Uh, But I'm talking about other things. And it can be anything from trimmings to side dishes to desserts to whatever it may be. What are the things, what are the top things we look forward to on Thanksgiving as far as foodage goes? Mm-hmm. 629-7970 is a News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY listener contact line. I want you to help us with this list. So you can you can throw something out and then people can vote for it and it can move it up and down the list. It's like we're doing phone ranker right now. I um I said it the other day on uh, on Facebook that I I, I like the cranberry sauce, when it slides out of the can, and it's in a perfect can ripple shape. You like the cranberry sauce? Yeah. So you're going to put that the, on the list? The can-shaped cranberry sauce. So people are going, oh, no, I make my own cranberries. No, no, no. no. It's got to be in the shape of a tube. you got to funk. <laughs> and just sit there, and then you, you slice it. you got to kind of shake it. it out of the can. It goes, and, it and then you slice it. Slops, and then, yeah, you, you put a slice of cranberry sauce on your plate. And, and what do you, I look forward to that. And what do you... <laughs> I've never had the cranberry sauce. It always it seems like gelatinous and scary to me. You've seems never like, had cranberry sauce? No, I, it seems like I'm eating part of the blob. <laughs> so I've never really partake. What is it? What is it offset? Am I supposed to eat it together? Is it a dessert? Is it a palate cleanser? Uh, what what it, role? It makes a nice combination with the turkey. What role does it play? I'm supposed to eat it with the turkey, so well, I get I get a little bit of turkey, and then I take a little bit that. of cranberry sauce, and I put it together. That's, that's a very nice combination. If you do really, that. yeah, that would taste very good. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. We don't have any cranberry sauce at ours this year. But people are like, no, you gotta, you gotta boil down the cranberries and you gotta shut up. You just you, you make you it pour easy. It out of a, you pour it out of a can. Yeah, you hit the can opener and flunk. So yeah. you're gonna put cranberry sauce on our list. Canned cranberry sauce. Okay, not yeah, not homemade. Right. Only canned cranberry sauce. Six two nine seven nine seven. Listener contact line. Ranking the Thanksgiving foods. Here and give us what are you looking forward to eating? What needs to be on this top ten list of Thanksgiving foods? Because truly, I I I I have this wonderful picture in my head of of Thanksgiving coming around, and there would just be a plate <laughs> with with a canned shaped lump of cranberry sauce. Yeah. Oh, we all. Yeah, everyone had that plate, and uh, and it was like. And a, then you had that. If if it's not there, then I that I, it doesn't feel right, does it? Hello, you're on News Talk ninety four point seven and nine seventy WMAY. Mike, you're overthinking it. Just eat it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's delicious. <laughs> My number one thing is is uh, dressing that has oysters in it. Oyster oh, dressing. I've heard of that. I've never had I'll that. I'll tell you, it, it is the piece de resistance of the of the meal. It, it really sets it off and, and makes everything uh, everything taste much better when you've got that as, as your side dish. Now, just to, to let you know, at the original Thanksgiving... 
there wasn't any turkey. And you were there taking pictures, right? Yes, it, it was uh, elk, deer, and, and a couple of ham hocks. That's all it was. <laughs> That's all it was. Do you, um, with your with your dressing, are you do, are you stuffing it up in the bird? <laughs> Uh, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, it can be. It, that's one way to do it. I don't have a preference either way, as long as it has oysters in it. Gotcha. There you go. Those are hard to shuck back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do them with your teeth. Yeah. Hi, you're on WMAY. Yeah, it is not Thanksgiving without pumpkin pie. Gotta have pumpkin pie. I agree. Uh, we will yeah, not I mean, have pumpkin pie at ours, but why not? Oh, I don't like pumpkin pie. Oh, you don't? No. Uh, that's sacrilegious. Yeah. <laughs> I have, to have pumpkin pie. But... So you're All not going to have pumpkin pie, and you're not going to have cranberry sauce? No. What are you having? I mean, I, I'm. Just, will, will those things be there? No. Well, well, there'll be. I bought uh, my. The only person who likes pumpkin pie in the family is my father-in-law. Okay. So I bought a single. Piece of pumpkin pie <laughs> for him for him to enjoy. Okay, uh, because it was sold that way. So I'm like, ah, oh, he'll have his pie. Um, you bought a triangle of pumpkin pie. Yes, oh for a dollar. It was a dollar. It was no a idea. dollar slice of pumpkin pie. Um, we will have chocolate mousse pie, which I'll be making. Oh wow! Uh, and then you're will, making the chocolate mousse. Yeah, pie. Oh, it's very easy. It's very easy to do. Uh, and then we will be having a sugar cookie pie from a local establishment. You are on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Yeah, the, my staple mashed potatoes and gravy. Mashed potatoes oh, and gravy. Yeah, you got to have that. Do you make your own gravy? Oh, no, just, uh, you know, what comes with the turkey or something in a jar. Okay. Got the time to do all that. It's like the cranberry sauce thing. <laughs> You're right. We got to cut down. It's taking too much time already. I'll cook a bird for five hours, but I do not have time to make cranberry sauce. I do not. Gravy. Exactly. I have no time to put a little packet <laughs> in some water and wish that around. No, thank you. Who wants that hassle? And, and you know what? There's something, and I love what's, what's, what's being put together here because... At least a lot of times when I've gone to uh, other people or my, my own family or something for their uh, Thanksgiving dinner, you've got you do have these basics in here. But there's there's so many things being added to it. There's so many unique little casserole stuff and just side uh, you know just little yeah. ventures off to the side. And and for my money, this is all you, you got. You got stuffing. You got pumpkin pie. You got uh, mashed potatoes and you got cranberry sauce. I'm not sure that there anything else has to happen, right? All, the only thing I have on that list is mashed potatoes. Is mashed potatoes. Turkey and mashed potatoes. <laughs> we don't do cranberry sauce. We don't have any stuffing. We don't do dressing. Um, we don't do pumpkin pie. No dressing, really. No, no. No one likes that either. Nobody no. likes the dressing. No, no. I used to, I, that, that was one thing that I used to, I don't know what happened, but I used to detest it growing up, and suddenly I like it. Ch- your taste buds change sometimes so. over, over time. So. You are on WMAY. Hello. Hi. Hey. On Thanksgiving, we have lasagna. You do? Lasagna as the main meal? As or the main meal. Really? Really. I and mean, we've done this for a number of years because we have turkey, lots of turkey elsewhere. Okay. Um, but on Thanksgiving, my family likes lasagna. And what? And so, that sounds good, actually. Like, yeah, it really does. Lasagna with uh, like some garlic bread, or what are some of the other things that you have with it? Well, um, you know, I make the lasagna the day ahead of time. And all you have to do then is pop it in the oven on Thanksgiving Day and fix a salad and put some garlic bread in the oven, and you're done. Nice. I like that. I, like that. <laughs> I got no I got no problem, with, no issue with that whatsoever. That's excellent. Thank you for the phone call. Put lasagna down on the I list. I did. I put it down. Put a star next to it. That there you really go. really sounds good right now. Um, cornbread and, needs to be on oh, there. Oh, yeah. Cornbread, of course. I love... Oh, man. I love me some cornbread. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um... God, my head is so foggy right now. I can't remember what I was about to say. Oh, something about green beans? No. 
we have green beans too. Not the casserole, just green beans. Lasagna, yeah, pizza, lasagna, no, no. something Italian. Not pizza. <laughs> Could pizza be a side dish? I tell you, um, I have not. I, I, ooh, I wonder if there is a way. Maybe I'll do this this year to take the leftover turkey and turn it into a turkey pizza. I'm, I'm sure you could. Doesn't mean I should. But when the uh, yeah, when the caller talked about uh, lasagna, my my Italian grandmother when we would go to her house for Thanksgiving, yes, there was a turkey, and yes, there was lasagna, and yes, there was oh, a God, big yeah. thing of masticcioli, uh, and there was a beautiful salad, and there you know just it, it was it was an insane amount of food. Oh, um, easily. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. More so than you could uh, uh, possibly consume. But but everybody did. Everybody went home with several <laughs> several Tupperware dishes full of... Uh, That's uh, what grandmas always loved. loved. I mean, just absolutely piled it on. Not only they feed you there, but they feed you for the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sorry, so you said for dessert you're going to have the... Um, the chocolate, moon, mousse chocolate mousse pie, pie. And, the, and, the, and the sugar cookie pie okay. from a local establishment. It's good. Not traditional, but good. Yeah. Hi, you're on WMAY. Like turkey, barbecue sauce, and yellow cheese on a pizza. Delicious. <laughs> yeah? Turkey, barbecue sauce, and yellow cheese. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I will, uh, I'll have to try that because I got, um, I got some, I got a brick of Velveeta, <laughs> and I got some barbecue sauce at home, and I'll have leftover turkey, and I'll buy some, like, uh, Boboli or something, and we'll, I'll try to, I'll try, try to make a turkey pizza this weekend. <laughs> we'll uh, continue this list here of um, the must-haves on Thanksgiving. On News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. What's this? A piece of toast? A pretzel stick? Popcorn? What blockhead cooked all this? What kind of a Thanksgiving dinner is this? A pretty awesome one. Yeah. Don't you know anything about Thanksgiving dinners? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? Hey, Peppermint Patty. Yeah. Zip it. If you uh, if you were to lend a hand in here, maybe we'd have something like that. You were kind of rough on Charlie Brown, weren't you, sir? Rough? Look at this. Is this what you call a Thanksgiving Day dinner? Did we come across town for this? We are supposed to be served a real Thanksgiving dinner. Gosh, she's hot. You love your you love peppermint patty, don't you? <laughs> I do, and I want I want a jazz guitar to follow me everywhere I go. With some that'd be pretty a, awesome. Sort of an under undertone every every time like I go. That. Do you think I hurt old Chuck's feelings? Yeah, I well, bet he... I hurt his feelings, huh? Golly, why can't I act right outside of a baseball game? Yeah, because you're rough and tumble the way I like them, Patty. Good old Chuck and Patty. <laughs> Maybe you can tell him how I really feel. Tell him that I didn't mean it the way it sounded. Uh, they, okay. You, can you come to somebody's house and you got uh, <clears throat> toast, pretzels, popcorn, and jelly beans. That's not a bad Thanksgiving feast. What's wrong with that? It's Mike and Molson on WMAY. Hello. Hi. We have all the traditional stuff, but one thing I don't think you've mentioned yet is tofurkey. Tofurkey. I've heard a lot about that. People, the vegetarians will be eating. We uh, always have that too for the vegetarian people in the family. Okay. Huh, and interesting. It's, and it's uh, pretty horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough gravy in the world for you to eat that. <laughs> and I'm a vegetarian. Oh wow! <laughs> so what is, uh, is it? Is it just tofu formed to look like a turkey, or yeah, what's the? Uh-huh, and that's it's all? brown, and it, uh, it comes with uh, a stuffing and a gravy. You know, I it's know. a little box full of stuff that you. Uh, 
Hmm. Eat it food fantasy. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it's an option for those who... Can you can you put, like, some type of, I don't know, dry rub or some seasonings on it to try to give it some taste, or...? It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad. <laughs> tofu is tofu is tofu. There's nothing you can do about that. Thank you. Tofurky. Right. You're on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Okay, I've got to ask. Was Peppermint Patty actually a lesbian, or was she just a... That, no, she's sassy, is what she is. She's a hot, how dare, sassy... How dare you besmirch Johnny's uh, girlfriend tries, like that? Everyone always tries to suggest that somehow... <laughs> that her and Marcy were together. <laughs> Come on, it's ridiculous. No, 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 she was just a, she was just a sassy tomboy. No, she's spunky. Spunky. <laughs> is what she is. That she is. Ding dong, bail up pictures of Peppermint Patty, please. You know, I mean, Lucy was just a straight-up biatch, right? Lucy was a little demanding. Um, and uh, Sally was way too clingy, wasn't she? She was. And, I mean, she was really young. She was. <laughs> too young for me. Peppermint Patty, though, that's, that's right, I don't up, know. right up my alley. Violet, she was kind of a bee, too. Violet, um, you know, the mysterious little redhead girl. All right, did a little Chuck bit Chuck had you. dibs on her. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like he called dibs, so he didn't want to go in there. Marcy yeah. wasn't too bad. Marcy wasn't too bad. No, she wasn't with too the, bad. With the crazy glasses you couldn't see through? They were real thick. You couldn't see yeah, through? Yeah, but the thing about it is, you know, at some point she's going to take those glasses off and do the hair thing. Oh, okay. So, that would, I don't know. That's a that's a fantastic fantasy you just... Uh, there you go. Now now you're thinking more about Marcy than you are uh, Peppermint yeah. Patty, aren't you? Both of them come over wah, for wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit of that. Wah, wah. <laughs> How about you, wah, you, <laughs> you wah, wah. wah. <laughs> I want to thank you both for destroying my childhood. <laughs> yes, thank you. You're welcome. We do what we can. Welcome back. It's Mike and Molson on News Talk 970 WMAY. This is, uh, we've been waiting for this all week. Oh, uh, yeah. Ever since we discovered this video and then and then the subsequent uh, issue with Patty LaBelle. Uh, but James Wright is on the phone. James, hello. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you today? Wonderful. It is uh, great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's, let's get this yeah. whole story together here because uh, I, just out of nowhere, you became one of those people now. You're now an internet viral star. I know, right? Like overnight. Mm-hmm. So, and where had you heard about these these Patty Labelle pies? And so, all of a sudden, you hear about it, you buy it, and you go, "I got to let people know what I think about it." One of my friends told me about the pie, and um, I always do viral videos, like like other videos. Okay. And I I'm on every day, so I. Um, people were asking, like, could you tell us what the pie is like so we can know if we should go out and get one? So I was like, okay. Um, so I just decided to do a video reviewing the pie. Mm-hmm. And was it really, and, I was going to say, it was really that good that it makes you bust into song, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like Patty. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've helped her sell out these pies nationwide. Um, and then the TMZ uh, confronts her about it, and she says she did it herself. Any beef between you and Patty, or has she come around and been like, yeah, you know what, James did help me sell these things? Um, she said that I did help her sell the pies. Okay. Um, no, there's no beef. I love Patty. Patty is my homegirl. I love her. I love her. 
Um, she's a beautiful person. She's uh, everybody. You know, they were going off and saying these things like, "Oh, she's this and she's that." But Patty's a beautiful person, and I um, had the chance to meet her yesterday. Oh. And I will be spending Thanksgiving with her at her house. You are not yeah, spending Thanksgiving is- with Patty LaBelle. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Philly. That is amazing. And you're having Thanksgiving dinner with Patty LaBelle. Yeah, so I get to have my own homemade sweet potato pie. <laughs> I mean, that do you is- think you'll be able to control yourself? I don't want you, like, biting into a piece of turkey and just suddenly... <laughs> Whoa! I mean, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I could. I met her yesterday already, so I'm gonna control myself. All right, so you so now you're like old friends. Are you gonna? Yeah, we friends. Are you gonna try to make like a YouTube video? You and uh, Patty kind of singing a duet or something? Or my birthday is on Thanksgiving too, so geez, that's like the best birthday gift ever. Happy birthday to you, James! Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! Our Johnny's celebrating a birthday today. My co-host over here. See, Sagittarius rules. That's right. <laughs> I can't. I can't sing like you, though. You can't. No. What are you? Are, you it sounds like you're eating something right now. No, I'm not eating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so Patty brings you over for Thanksgiving dinner. Has she also offered you, like, I don't know, a lifetime supply of the pies, <laughs> at least? No. No. I just one thing. I like. I didn't do the video for, um, you know, for money or anything right. like that. I just did the video simply because I love Patty, and I was just simply reviewing the um, the sweet potato pie, mm-hmm. and that's what people have to understand is that I'm not going to, you know, disrespect. First of all, you don't disrespect. I was raised not to disrespect your elders. That's how I was raised. And, you know, people were like, oh, you should make a video and curse her out. And, like, no. No. Dare no. Like that. Um, I love Patty. Like I said, I met with her yesterday. She is a beautiful person, and we're going to turn up on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so cool. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams when you made this video, it will become the phenomena that it has? Um, No, I did not think that. And the funniest thing is my phone broke, and when I woke up, I didn't have a phone because it just went out. And so... <sighs> Most of that day, trying to figure out, taking the phone to T-Mobile, trying to figure out what's happening. Oh, man. And one of my friends was like, did you see Facebook? You're viral. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, um, I was like, okay. And I'm okay. No. You hanging out with Patty's family right now? Huh? You, you hanging out with Patty's family right now? Do you need to... I hear you. What you say? All right, well, I'm, do, we, do you need to talk to somebody? I was just say, you at Patty's house? This, you hanging out with Patty's family? Um, that's where I'll be tomorrow. Oh, okay. okay. So today you're just kind of hanging out in Philly. Yeah, and talking to a couple of people. But other, other than that, I'll be at Patty's house tomorrow. Now you were. I saw you on Tosh Point last night. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience and the horrific thing that he made you. Did you even try to attempt to eat any of that awful-smelling Swedish dish, or you just open it up and let anyone else try it? No, I was not going to eat that. <laughs> when you open it up, it smelled like, oh, my oh my God, it was worse. It was like, it seemed like you were in the toilet being flushed. <laughs> oh, yikes! <laughs> 
It was the worst smell oh. ever. Now, like what, what, possessed, what possessed you when you opened it to sing the national anthem? Is that something Tosh told you to do, or is that just something you did on cue to try to be like, I'm glad I'm an American never have to eat this stuff? Oh, um, no, that, I was glad to be an American. <laughs> Didn't have to eat it. I, whoever eats that, oh lord, I'm so sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us about James. What do you what What do you do when you're not when you're not a viral star? Um, I'm a ooh, I'm a hairstylist, and I am also a singer and a chef. I do a lot of stuff. You are an amazing singer. You are an amazing singer. Thank you. You want anything? I, th- I thank you for the compliment. Yeah. Who's that in the background there? That was a maid getting on my damn nerves. <laughs> <laughs> What's the maid want? Combo, do you need anything? I just told you no. <laughs> she a- huh? She doesn't realize she's dealing with an internet sensation here, obviously, James. We got to put her in her place. You want us to talk to her for you? I sent her down the hallway like Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you do um, like karaoke nights? Do you sing original material, or what exactly? When it comes to your singing prowess, where, where do you usually perform at? I sing original um, music. Um, I have my own band back home in Cali, and I perform at um, different places. Um, I tour, sing background for. Um, other artists, and I tour sometimes. Hmm. Do you have, uh, like, a website or a Facebook page for your band that people, if they uh, want to hear more of your singing, can go to? It's on my regular. I put everything on my regular page. Okay. okay. So, I, I mean, yeah, wait. It's, on my, it's, it's on my regular James Wright Chanel page. Okay. You, I mean, you obviously have the ability to, to move product. Have you ever thought of, about getting into the jingle business? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely no. I mean, if if somebody, if one of our, we have a lot of local advertisers that like like to use jingles, and if somebody wanted to contact you, I mean, what what are we talking here? What would that what would that cost to get a, a James Wright jingle? I don't know. We have to do a little negotiate. Yeah. Okay. I think it'd be great. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it would be great too. I think we got to we got to get him to sing about Head West or something. I think we do, and mm-hmm. I think I think. Also, the big part of that video too is the is the patty. Mm-hmm. I think you should sell those as ringtones. Just yell out people's names. It could be a ringtone business for you too, James. Oh, that's dope. That's a dope idea. Patty, <laughs> patty, yeah, exactly. Patty. <laughs> Whoever whoever's name would just yell it over and over again. <laughs> that's the way you sell ringtones. I think we're onto something. I think I think you're onto something there, James. You got you got big things ahead of you, buddy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Well, uh, so people can just find you on Facebook. Are you on Twitter at all? Um, yes, Twitter. I am um, at J Wright Sings. It's um, J W R I G H T and Sings. Okay. With the X on the end. And Instagram is James Wright Chanel. Facebook is James Wright Chanel. Perfect. Well, I know you got a big day tomorrow with Patty Labelle. I know it's your birthday too. Happy early birthday. Could you could you do me a favor Thank though? You. Could you sing a little bit of happy birthday to my to my co-host Johnny since it's birth his birthday today? Okay, cool. Whenever you're ready. I, I don't know if you have to go through a warm up or whatever. Get the maid to sing with you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Johnny. Happy birthday to you.
Happy wow. birthday, John. Thank, oh. and, and a happy birthday to you. I wish I could return the favor by singing back to you, but I just there would be no way I could pull that off. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you very much, James. James, you're awesome. Yeah, you're amazing. Thank you guys for having me. All right, we'll have you back on. We're going to keep an yeah, eye we, on you. Yeah, we, we should have you back on uh, next week. Let us know how Thanksgiving was at Patty LaBelle's house. Would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Awesome. We'll, 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 okay. we'll plan on doing it. Send our best to the LaBelle family. I will. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, James. Okay, Bye. Take care. Okay, talk to you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> James wow, is that awesome. Was, that was incredible. I, uh, I was not expecting to be serenaded on my birthday today. You're welcome. I was saying earlier that I didn't really need anything uh, remarkable, but that was pretty How remarkable. amazing was that when he hit the John? The, the John oh, yeah. No. That was... Oh. Yeah. It's early in the morning there for James, but I didn't know. I didn't think we were going to... Well, he's an hour ahead. Yeah. It's getting towards the afternoon. California. Right, yeah, he's so it's a little, yeah, he's all goofed up, but you know what? Good on that guy. Yeah. He's such a nice individual, except for that damn maid working no, his last okay. nerve. I wanted, I wanted to meet the maid, too. That's, she seemed like she was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted him to give, us, give, the, maid, give, give the, the maid the phone and us go, hey, we're trying to conduct an interview here, all right? We're going to have James back on. Next week, we have to yeah. talk about what, what the Thanksgiving was like at the LaBelle house. Got to find out what uh, Patty LaBelle does for Thanksgiving. Because I want to know. Does she have a secret stash of those pre-made pies, or is she making a fresh sweet potato make pie? A fresh pie for the guy? I would hope so, but I want to find out. All right. 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Our next guest is a TV entertainment columnist for the New York Post. Has a new book out, Don Rickles, The Merchant of Venom, a biography. Welcome to the show, author Michael Starr. Good morning, Michael. Morning, Mike. Johnny, how you doing? Great. Excellent. Uh, the first question I want to ask you is, what was the most surprising thing that you found out about Don Rickles as you were researching and putting this biography together? I think one of the most surprising things to me was that Don didn't start out to be an insult comic. He, he, he had no thoughts of that. He really wanted to be a dramatic actor. And um, in early in his career, he served two years in the Navy. When he was discharged, he attended the um, American Academy of Dramatic Arts here in New York City with some future very famous people, including Grace Kelly and, and uh, Conrad Bain and Jason Robards Jr. So he had, his, he had his mindset on being an actor, mostly dramatic, but if comedy roles came along, great. But he once he graduated and he auditioned for many, many Broadway shows here in New York, he didn't have it or, he, or they, nobody saw that in him, even, as a, even after graduating from this prestigious dramatic academy. So he was really forced to pivot to uh, a nightclub act, which even then at first wasn't, he wasn't insulting people. He was doing impersonations, which a lot of comedians did back then, and sort of bizarre performance art. He had one skit, one skit called The Man with the Glass Head. He would put a glass bowl on his head and act out this person's thoughts. I know, it's like, what could, what, really, nobody I want to see this. Why isn't there a yeah, video why, of this? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, would, yeah. why do we have that There's got to be filmed somewhere, right? I know, I know, and and so that didn't go over, and he was playing at a strip club in Washington, D.C. It gives you the kind of level of clubs he was playing at that point, and his audience was a tough audience. They were heckling him. And he'd been heckled before, but he ignored it. This time, he heckled back, and he made fun of them, and, and he, he discovered this talent for off-the-cuff uh, insults, and, and he discovered that people enjoyed it. They, they didn't get angry. For the most part, they liked being, and, and you know, so he would got into this groove, and he started heckling people and insulting them, and he 
transformed his act into doing mostly that, getting up on stage and he'd get the temperature of the room, so to speak, and he'd start picking on people. You know, hey, you know, is that your wife or is that a moose? You know, uh, you know, you, you, know you, you, you wear a shirt like that? What, you know, what, are you, what are you, a cowboy? And, you know, you know so that, that kind of thing. And people loved it. You know, him sort of picking at their, their personality, uh, you know, the, their external personalities, people really enjoyed being made for And everybody laughed. They yeah. around, and that's what made it funny. What was your sense of how much of Rickles' routine was planned versus how much of it just relied on, uh, yeah, the fat guy sitting in the front row? It's a good question. I think... Don really didn't vary his act much up until the very end. I mean, you, you knew what you were going to get, but he did vary it from venue to venue or wh- wherever he was playing or if he was on The Tonight Show, it, even depending on who he was going to make fun of. I think when he was in Vegas at his height, the height of his career, the the club owners would pick out the people they knew Don would make fun of <laughs> and, and put them in the first or second row. You know, the... The person who's overweight, the person who yeah. may maybe not be dressed for Las Vegas, or you know, but, but you know, it's a weird haircut or whatever it was. They knew that Don that that was Don's bread and butter, so they would put those people in the in the front row. And the, the magic of Don was, yes, he would pick on them, and then he would let's let's say he picked on a guy named Fred. Fred, you know, I kept what you're wearing that thing. Is that was that your wife, or you know, which what you know, what, what did you was she hit by a car? What happened? You know, that kind of thing. And then he would go on to other people, and maybe a half hour later he'd come back to the same, and he remembered his name, Fred, or whatever it was, and he would start picking on him again. And actually, the, I think the people in the audience felt like they were part of the act, and, and they liked it. There's a certain yeah, rhythm to what part. he was doing, yeah, because you, you, you kind of, yeah, you're right. It didn't vary terribly much from show to show, but yet there was this sort of organic rhythm that was going on that seemed unique to, to him. And, and um, uh, you know, I just so much of that stuff felt off the cuff, but uh, it'd be interesting to know how much of that was uh, was already in his brain before he Yeah, uh, I think a lot off. of it was in his brain. He, he, would just, he would just change the act for whatever audience was mm-hmm. there. And, and interestingly, he would... There were some stories about this in the book. You know, back before he went on, you know, he would sit, be in his bathrobe in the green, but he would insult anybody who walked by just to sort of get into the groove. Yeah, well, you, you know, it's it. like... Uh, it's like working on a muscle. You know, it's like the, the, the... Yeah, like getting himself, you know, into the moment, and then he would just go on, and he was... It was like flicking a light switch. You know, boom, <laughs> there he was, and insulting people. But he, 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 he always would say at the end of his act, you know, I, I love everybody. I, You know, you, you know I kid. It's just It's my style. I'm... I love, you know, can't we all get along and, you know, yeah. there should be no prejudice in this world and that sort of thing. He so, would be mortified he if he to... thought he hurt somebody. I think so, yes. Yeah. And um, because he didn't want to hurt somebody, but it's like he couldn't help it. Yeah. <laughs> that <was his> act. <laughs> and, 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 and most people were not, their feelings were not hurt. Some were. But, you know, I, I always say if you were going to see Don Rickles live or if you saw him on television and your feelings were hurt, then you were clueless because you knew, yeah. let's face it, most people who knew, who were going to pay money to see Don Rickles, knew he was the insult comic. He was the merchant of venom. He was Mr. Warmth, as Johnny Carson called him. They knew what his act was, and that's why they paid to go see him, to get insulted or hopefully to see the person next to them get insulted <laughs> so they could escape it. But, 
They, they knew what to expect. Yeah. Right. We're talking with uh, entertainment columnist with New York Post and author Michael Starr. Got the new book out, the biography, Don Rickles, The Merchant of Venom. You mentioned Vegas. So, so let's talk about the relationship Don had with Frank Sinatra. Sinatra seemed like one of those guys that was almost untouchable, yet Rickles went in on him harder than he probably did anybody else. And the relationship those two had. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's what that's what started that relationship. Um, Don didn't know Frank Sinatra. He was, Don was playing a club down in Miami Beach in 1959, I believe, called, or 58, called Murray Franklin's. It was a small club in Miami Beach. Don was known regionally, but he hadn't broken through to the quote-unquote big time yet. And Don's mother, Etta Rickles, Don referred to her as the Jewish patent. She was such a force in his life. Um, and, and she, early in her career, would, would, would travel with him on the road, and she was sort of a stage manager in a, in, in a sense. And But she knew Frank Sinatra's mother down at Miami Beach. Frank's mother's name was Dolly Sinatra. And Etta sort of asked Dolly if she could get Frank to go see her sonny boy. It's what she called Don. You know, Don was playing at Miami Beach, and... And Dolly Sinatra said, you know, she, 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 she did. And so Don was playing at this club one night. He was in the middle of his act. He didn't know this, that Frank, in, in walks Frank Sinatra, oh, biggest star on the planet at that point. Don looks over and he goes, uh, go ahead, Frank, make yourself at home. Hit somebody. <laughs> you, know, I saw your last, <laughs> you know, I saw your last movie. The Cannon was a better actor than you. Oh. You know, you're... You know, I, I, you have a great voice. Unfortunately, it's in Perry Como's body. You know, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> and um, people were like, oh, my God, he's making fun of Frank Sinatra. But Sinatra took a beat, laughed a lot. And then everybody was like, ooh, you know, thank God. Frank laughs. We can all laugh now. And, <laughs> and sort of, so from, from, that, from that night on, Don had Frank Sinatra's stamp of approval. And they, they appeared together many, many, many times over the years. And um, from that point, and... Frank made Don an honorary member of, of the Rat Pack in the in the early '60s. Don had his own robe. Uh, they all had their robes with their nicknames, and, and Frank called Don Bullethead because he was bald. So Don had his own robe with you know Bullethead, and they would he would hang out with them in the steam room at the Sands and go on stage with them. And it was it was a nice relationship. What a life. And it, it, it yeah, and it opened so many doors for Don in his career. Mike, you say in the book that um, his style of insult humor wouldn't pass muster in the 21st century. Is it is it his style? Is it the is the insults? I mean, because there are certainly brash, harsh comedians out there, the Jimmy Cars and Bill Burrs and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Ross. Ross and those those kinds of folks uh, who seemingly have no filter and, and are pretty brutal on stage, not in the same vein as Rickles. But what is it about what Rickles did that you think wouldn't pass muster in the, in the 21st century? I, I think it was Don's and, and, and at that time, obviously, he did pass muster. and He was loved for this, but it. it, it Taking a stereotype and maybe going a little up over and above board with it, you know, he sure. say like even at, at President Reagan's when he was at, performing at President Reagan's inauguration, I think there's a line he makes fun of black people. He says, you know, is there is there a black guy with a knife coming towards me? You know, <laughs> he would. I, I just think people are more sensitive these days, and that's. Mm. I don't say that in a, in a positive or a negative way. Right. They just are. Um, we have social media now, where everything is amplified, good or bad, and. While Don's uh, humor was good-natured, it was it was insulting. I mean, that's how he made it. That was his thing. And and I think people are these days don't like. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Some people don't like to be insulted, and they're much more sensitive to it, um, particularly the younger generation. 
And, um, you know, we, we do have this climate now of, of cancel culture and um, people saying things that are, are, are mentioned on social media and then it catches fire and, and, you know, they're either shamed for it or they're canceled. I just don't think Don's uh, machine gun style sense of attacking people in that way would, would play well to today's audience. Obviously... It did, for yeah. his, and he was of his time. But, and, you know, he, he continued performing into the 21st century, and it seems like, you know, he got away from, yeah, the, you know, the, the, the cracks we would make at Nipsey Russell or something during the Dean Martin roast or, or, or Japanese jokes or something like that. It seemed like that started to wane in his later years, and he did continue to perform in the 21st century. Did he, did he transition with the times? I think he definitely softened a bit. Um, he never really, we talked about this earlier, he never really changed his act, mm -hmm. but he did, I think, give it a much, like, a softer edge. Although, I think one part of him, like, he didn't care. He was already, yeah. you know, world famous at that point. He didn't, you know, his career, again, people who were going to hire Don Rickles or he was going to perform, they hired him because he was Don Rickles. Mm -hmm. and that's what he was known for. Um, there was a, a, a one situation I noted in the book, I think it was in 2012, Don was before, Don was one of the guests that um, the American Film Institute was honoring Shirley MacLaine, and you know, and of course, Don got up and did you know did three minutes and ripping on Shirley MacLaine and everything. He knew her from years ago, and they were part of that you know that Rat Pack ring, mm -hmm. uh, circle of friends. But he made a, he made a joke about President Obama. I, it was something along the lines of you know, yeah, I invited Obama, but over my house, but he forgot to bring his mop. You know, and this is in Hollywood. Yeah, you see, it's funny, right? But this is in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very liberal crowd, and you know, and 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 it was like a it was like a gasp, and then like ten seconds later, everybody was laughing again. Mm -hmm. It was, but interestingly enough, um, when that tribute to Shirley MacLaine aired on whatever network it was on, I don't remember off the top of my head. They cut that part out of Don's mm. uh, out of Don's. Because I think they figured, you know, in this day and age, it was sort of, we were just starting with that kind of um, cancel culture mentality. And I think they thought that that was going to, you know, destroy him. But whatever reason, I mean, it didn't, it didn't really yeah. make that many waves. I mean, he, he, he was never asked about it. The Hollywood That's Reporter funny. did a story on it and how he shocked the crowd. But... But that's done. Yeah. Did, did you have a chance to talk to Bob Newhart at all? What a, what an interesting friendship they had. They did. You know, I interview. I've interviewed Bob many times for the newspaper, um, for the New York Post, for various TV stories, and for other books I've, I've written, including Bobby. He, uh, uh, Bob made a movie with Bobby Darren, and I interviewed him about that years ago. But I didn't interview him for this book. He was at the time said he was involved with another. I think he's. I think there's some kind of maybe a documentary about Don, and he didn't want to sort of talk too much, and mm. talk to me, and also talk, but nice man, one of the nicest men I've ever met. Um, they did have a very special friendship, Don, and, and there are some stories in the book about the two of them. Their friendship is well documented. They're, both of their wives, Don's wife, Barbara, and Bob's wife, Ginny, were, they were very yeah. close friends. They traveled the world together all over Europe and, and Asia and the Middle East, and um, Don would often tell these stories, and Bob Newhart, on, when they were both on The Tonight Show. Um, <laughs> Michael, actually, you know, I don't know how much time I have. I was going to tell you Go a Tonight Show story about it. Please. Um, so I, I think people might, if, you, if they've never seen it, they should. Uh, Bob Newhart was co-host, was guest hosting the Tonight Show for Johnny. <laughs> I know he had Don as a guest that yep. night. Yeah. Don was telling a story. He slammed down Johnny's cigarette case. It broke. Newhart's like, oh, my God, Johnny's going to be angry. Johnny comes back the next night. 
They had set this up all beforehand. He was mock angry. Johnny's like, who brought my cigarette case? He he took a microphone and walked across the hall in NBC and Bergen where Don was taping his NBC sitcom CPO Sharky and basically walked in. He's like, Rickles, what'd you do to my case? Don was like stunned. He didn't know this was going on. Oh my gosh. One of the only times in his career he was like speechless. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you pointed out that, that Rickles did not know because I was never really sure when I watched that thing, but it, it, there was always that sense of he did not see this one coming. As, as, uh, as on his toes as Rickles was, this one threw him. You can see it on his face, yeah, and the yeah. fact that Johnny was so, you know, they planned it all. Even the people in the in the cast, I think, ran on it, but Don didn't. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, look it up on YouTube. It's, it's a brilliant clip. It's priceless, yeah. yeah. Great. Michael Starr, thank you so much for the time, and thank you for putting together this biography. Don Rickles, the Merchant of Venom. He is a legendary comedian. His legacy still lives on this, to this day, and thank you for sharing your time with us and these stories, and people need to definitely pick up the book. Uh, appreciate your time, and uh, best luck going forward. Thanks, Mike and Johnny. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That is Michael Starr, TV entertainment columnist for the New York Post. The book, Don Rickles, The Merchant of Venom, a biography. Great to hear those. I mean, Rickles is just Rickles, and uh, his legacy lives on to this day. Yeah, just such a unique... Um, it, it. There, there were other comics who who would insult the audience. There, I mean, and and they're before him, and they're one. There were Warrens after him, but he just seems to be at the at the top of the hill of when you say insult comic, you look at Don Rickles, and uh, he just had it down, and it was a brilliant, uh, brilliant career. Yeah. Funny, funny guy. Yeah, funny guy, and uh, great interview. Appreciate the time for Michael Starr.